on Earth. It's been well over a generation since Vietnam, but the lessons from it are as lost as Madonna's virginity. A guerrilla war, a civil war, mass instability, a shredded constitution, secret prisons, legalized torture, all for a mad failed neocon dream. The worms turn. From death row, this is Mumia Abu Jamal. These commentaries are produced by Noel Hanrahan for Prison Radio. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News from KPFK in Los Angeles. I'm Ada Bogado. What station am I listening to? Christy? And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. clothes. Closets Over Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. <laughs> We're here. We're on. Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal, thanks for joining us. Let's go. Hey. Hey. Dan, you are a madman trying to get situated for this show. I'm very, very impressed. Thank you. You got it all taken care of. Oh, man. So it was it was treacherous out there today. So it seems like I didn't have a trouble at all. I come pretty much the same route you do down Packard, and I yeah. Well, I think there was a Packard and Carpenter. Um, there was some construction, and um, so it was down to one lane. And then um, when I got to Packard and Stadium, suddenly police started turning their lights on and pulled this person over. So it was kind of a a little exciting little trip coming here today. Yeah, so. no kidding. Um, but yeah, so, but how have you been? I've been good. I've been really good. Wow. Uh, well, what been so good? That's an overstatement, oh, probably. Okay. I'm good. Okay. I'm excited because when I leave here today, I am going to challenge my friend to a chicken wing eating contest. Holy moly. And there has been much, much debate about this amongst our friends other friends really? about who will win. Oh, and wow. And even my very partner is against me. No. Yes, I have people on my side. Okay. But but my partner thinks that my friend will win, that I wow. will. Wow. Now, how did this start so, like this challenge became? Well, it just started out as a let's go out and have some chicken wings Okay. out. Okay. And then suddenly on Thanksgiving Day, somebody said, who's going to eat more? <laughs> and then it was all over. It became wow. a, it became a battle. 
Dun, dun, dun. So I'm excited to do this. So now who are the best chicken wings to be able to have this type of event? Well, we're just going to go to BW3s because okay. they, we also, there's a secondary contest about hot. Oh. I've already conceded that I'm going to lose that because okay. I think that my friend's mouth is made of steel. <laughs> because I've seen her eat some things that would take the paint off a car. Wow. So they're Ouch. so hot. So I'm not even worried about yes. that competition. Like, yes. She's so far out of my league that okay. there's no competition there. So it was sort of the initial plan, and this was months ago we talked about, let's go out and have chicken wings sometime, was to, to like try and outdo each other with hot. Just right. as a joke. Right. We weren't really going to. Right, right. Well, then we finally decided to plan it. Oh, wow. And then it became a war. Dang. A little battle. Dang. So, I'm I'm excited. We may have to get you like some tape recorder or something to, you know, interview people before the event, you know. So are there going to be other people there? No. Oh, it's just going to be the two of you yeah, on your honor. Yeah, the two of us on our honor. Oh, man. Well, I mean, we'll have each other, right? Like, I'm. she's not going to let me get away with saying I won if I didn't <laughs> and vice versa. Well, it depends on who's picking up the bill. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Good point. So I don't know. I'm really, I'm eager about it. I okay. think that it's going to be really Really fun, okay. regardless oh, yeah. of whether I win or not. But I'm pretty exactly. confident. Now, do you have it planned out that you eat one at a, you both eat at the same well, time? See, that's or? What we, I don't know. We have to decide that I think at game time. Okay. Because she's a particularly slow eater. Well, that's going to help her exactly. Yes. And I'm not. Okay. I'm I, I under no pretense uh-huh. am I a slow eater, and so I actually said to her today. You know, what about a time limit? And she said, absolutely not. And I was like, that's because you know you'd lose. Right. Right. So, you know, you don't want to give me an unfair advantage in that regard. So. I don't know what we're going to do about that, like eating one by, you know, you eat one, I eat one, you right. eat one. That's a possibility. That is a way that drinking contests right. are often yes. taken care of. So we may do it that way, though. I don't think that I can wait that long. Like, <laughs> she's a very slow eater. I'm not. Wow. Well, maybe can you do like in this time period, like the the amount of time that you two sat down. So when she when she admits defeat, that you know there will be how many have been eaten in that sitting period. When she said she's done, yeah, she decides she's done. Right. That she can't how take any more. Each eaten. Right. That's a good... Because, see, I fear... What my thought is, though, is that I will reach done before her, regardless of whether I've eaten more wings than she will. Right. But then you still have an opportunity to still... To catch to, up. To digest and things. And more. when she gets up to your 10... She, you, I know. I'm just. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to say you're 50 or anything like that. So once she gets up to That's your 50, is my goal actually. Okay, you know, so that when you get up to, you know, you let's say you get up to 40, and then she gets up to your 40, then you know, well, can I take 10 more? You know, to outdo her. So right, and she strategy. So 50 is my goal. Although I do think I could go as high as 75. Okay, all right. I'm pretty hungry. Oh, good. Okay. And I love chicken wings. Oh, all right. Okay. So we'll see how Dang. it goes. And speaking of hotness, have you done like uh, Tio's, uh, I think it's first Sunday of the month? Right. Their hot sauce. Yeah. Thing. I've not. Okay. I, you know, I am particular about hot. 
Okay. I like hot, but I want it to be hot with flavor, not just hot to be hot. Oh, okay. Got it. And so when it gets, starts to get really, really fiery hot, yeah. it's, you lose a lot of the flavor from yeah. it. Yeah. And it just becomes about burning Pain. the tongue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I support people who like their food to punish them. <laughs> if you are into that, get it done. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm not. So <laughs> I won't. I do like hot. Right. Right. But I like hot that's flavorful. Okay. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, well, I am going to try at least one of the very hottest wings they have there tonight, just to say that I did it. Got it. Their hottest wing is called the Kevorkian. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's what's going on for me. I'm really excited and okay, yeah. looking forward to it. Well, leaving. good luck tonight. We're going to have to definitely rah, report rah, rah. back next week. Absolutely. And so. speaking of reporting back next week, I want to know how your cookie your cooking went. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about it. It was so, well, it was very eventful at the time, but now it's not very eventful. I ended up being a prep cook. Um, That's hardly as fun yes. and hardly the same. Exactly. My hands hurt all I'm day. I'm sure. Um, because and I... Chopping and peeling and Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. I showed up at uh, 10 o'clock and to find that they were just putting the turkey into the oven. Um, and we were gonna, our goal is to eat by 3. And, and what time did you get there, I'm sorry? About 10, 10, 15. Okay, and they hadn't put the turkey in the oven and yet. And not put the turkey in yet. And they were Ooh. supposed to have that in by 8.39. So, because they called me after the show and said, don't go grocery shopping, we got it. So I was like, oh, okay. So all I did was just show up the next morning and just cook. So mm-hmm. I was like, I can do that. Um, and so I showed up. And I don't know what this gen- if it's a gender thing or if a gender roles or if it's, you know, tradition or um, if it's territory that you're in my house. I don't, I'm not really quite clear what is all that really happened that morning. Um, but it got to be where, like, I was like, okay, let's start, you know, preparing some of the meals and things. And my younger sister said, uh, I am cooking breakfast. So you can't have the kitchen until, what? yeah, she was making breakfast for herself. Um, she went to my other sister's house and was making breakfast. And, and of course, not doing the... Something elaborate? Like- cinnamon rolls, eggs, and uh, sausage. Wow, that's extreme for Thanksgiving morning. I'm thinking a bowl of cereal, a bagel, you know? Right, right. Well, the tradition has always been that we had cinnamon rolls um, in our family. We remember, I remember growing up and uh, waking up to cinnamon rolls being uh, baked in the oven, and then we were all getting our spots in the living room and and comfortable right in in front of the TV, and and then you were served your cinnamon roll, and you'd eat the cinnamon roll and orange juice while you're watching TV. Sure. Watching the parade. And that kept us out of the kitchen while my mom did all the cooking for, Mm -hmm. you know, a ton of us. So it was... And so my sister was making the cinnamon rolls, and I thought, okay, well, that's that's getting started. Let's do some other stuff then while that's cooking or whatever, because that's the other reason why the uh, turkey couldn't get into the oven is because she was baking cinnamon rolls. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah. So the turkey... That's is, helpful. Uh, exactly, exactly. I'm well, then saying. I'm saying, okay, let's get everything else. While those are cooking, let's get some other stuff done. And she says, well, I'm making breakfast. You can't come in here. And I'm like, well, the, the the stuff is all on the table. So I started reading things or whatever. Well, about 10.45, I read the Jello and how to make Jello. Now, I know how to make Jello, but I need to confirm that, you know, what, you know. Certain things for that particular yes. Jello dish. Yes, exactly. So, um, 
And I, by the way, have no idea how to make jello. I've never. Oh, it. it's really easy. It's I'm just, sure it is. Yeah, it's just basically you take a, a cup of hot water and a cup of cold water and you know, mix them all together and pour them in the mold or leave it as it is. Um, very simple. Throw it in the refrigerator. Um, so what happened was, so I'm looking at the package and it says it takes four hours for it to gel. It could be completely gelled. And I was like, well, wait a minute here. It's 10:45. We're eating at three. So if I backdate it, it has to be in the refrigerator by 11. So I'm like, okay, let's get this thing going. I said, there's the jello molds. Let's just no, you can't use those. They're not washed yet. And I'm like, well, let's get them washed. And she's like, well, I'm making breakfast. I'm not doing two things at once. So I was just like, goodness gracious, like this is so, um, so I at least started, I went back to what I know best, microwaving. So I went and microwaved some hot water while she, cause that's the other end of the kitchen and was microwaving hot water and getting that all taken care of. And she stepped away, something happened where she stepped away from the sink or out of the room and I jumped in, watched the, uh, jello molds, got them all rinsed and, and got out, went to go make it in the jello molds. And it's like, what are you doing? You can't make Jello in the mold. You have to make it in a separate bowl and then pour it into the uh, the mold. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. Why dirty two dishes? Well, apparently, they couldn't tell me at the time, but I found out on Monday um, from the other cooks in the uh, building that I work at. <laughs> um, they were like, oh, of course not, because then you can get, you can get either the stuff that's off of the tin mold or whatever uh-huh. that holds that that allows it to to come out very easy. Um, and or um, it may not all dissolve because of the mold. There may be some that are stuck in some of the right, right, grooves, right. if you will. And so I was just like, oh, my word. So um, so I was like, fine. So I made it in a separate uh, bowl, and then I poured it into the thing and got it in by like 11, 11.05. And then I was like, okay, so what else? What's the next dish? What can we do? And she's like, I'm watching the, the – um, I'm going to watch the parade, and I'm not going to start until noon. And I was like, but I don't know any of the recipes. The deal was, you, you know, they would just mm-hmm. sit and, and and I'll make the stuff. Just let me, you know, do you have to tell me the recipes? Because I just don't know how to do that. So sure enough, um, uh, it was it just... It sounds like way more complicated than it even sounded last week. Oh, absolutely. So then I was like, well, I know potatoes need to be done. I have 20 pounds of potatoes that need to be peeled, cubed, ready to go. So I spent the next two hours just peeling and cubing and and getting these potatoes all ready so we can like throw them in the water and get so I and, and I we do broccoli salad so we you know I had to get all the, I didn't peel the broccoli but I mean I cut up the broccoli right, right. I mean and I, the other thing too was that I wanted so I also wanted to have all the one of the things that aggravates me is that we they put the hors d'oeuvres out like 10 minutes before the dinner like the cheese and crackers right. and the olives and stuff and I'm just like why don't we just have it out so people can eat before we you know if they're hungry if we're running late um, they have got something to at least eat. Um, and, well, she would tell me where the trays were, where to put the stuff on. Cause in a, and I was like, well, I don't know where the stuff is. And she's got several cupboards. And I'm just like, oh, my word. So I, you know, and so I couldn't even put the, the hors d'oeuvres out. So I was just like, just really frustrated or whatever. Finally got through all the, the potatoes, got all that, all the stuff prepared. And I was like, okay. So then my other sister arrives who has the broken rib and she arrives and I'm like, okay, so tell me the recipes. And she's no, no, you got to cut this apple too. Well, why didn't anybody tell me I had to cut an apple? I'm like, what's the deal? Or do you have to cut it really thin? And I'm like having no idea what this is about. So I'm cleaning the, the, um, 
I'm cleaning the knife off, and my sister starts cutting the apple. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do something else then. While you're working on that, I'll work on something else. And I, we also not only have fresh yams, but we also have canned yams. So I was ready to do the canned yams, and they were not willing to tell me the recipe. So thinking like I do, um, I pulled the marshmallow bag out, looked on the back, and said, candy yams. And so I started pulling the spices out. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like, as I was pouring stuff in, <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm making candy yams. Well, you don't know the recipe. That's not how we do it. And I said, well, they do it on the back of this package. And like, well, if it messes up, it's all your fault. Like this. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care, but we got to get this stuff in and start get this dishes prepared. Right. And that was about 2.15. And we got a phone call from one of our guests that they um, the car wasn't working or didn't have a car or something, and we had to go pick him up. I'm like, fine, I will go do this. I'll I'll go pick him up. I I was like, I just got to get out of the kitchen because right. I'm getting really frustrated. So, and that was the turning point. Was where um, I went and picked him up, and we and we had a great conversation on the way you know way back. And by the time I arrived, they were like frantic, and I was like. I'm not helping because I, you know, I don't know what's done, what's not done. You're not going to tell me what's going to happen. So I just sat down at the table and just kind of enjoyed it and things like this or whatever and let them take over because right. I was like, and then it just, we did the typical Burns uh, uh, Thanksgiving where as soon as we're done eating, it gets cleared and all the games come out. So, and then we right started on. playing games and so, and great conversations with, you know, folks and things. So it was really a, so after that, it was just fine, but it it was just the frustration of just sure. You know, well, you had been given a task, and then refused, and then, to. then nobody was helping you do it, right. or like giving you the information you needed to do it, right? Let alone the tools, right? So I was like, if this happened, and I almost thought on Friday that I was going to have a a mock Thanksgiving, you know, um, prep just to see if I could do it, because part of it for me was the challenge of doing it, and wondered if I could have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, you but, could have. Well, that's the thing. I then, you know, woke up and went, you know what? I just want to watch a movie in bed. <laughs> I really don't want to get up out of this bed. So I ended up watching a movie I've been wanting to see for a while. So, um, and, uh, so it was just one of those kind of interesting, uh, so it was a very, it ended up being fine and I got along with my sisters. Oh, and then afterwards I, you know, my sister made a comment about, you know, oh, wow, it was such a community dinner, how everybody pitched in and things like this. And I looked at her and I was like, well, some of us had our parts in it, but I don't think everybody pitched in. And she looked at me and I said, well, you really didn't help me. Like, I don't know, you didn't tell me any of the recipes that we use. And and um, and you really didn't tell me what I needed to, you wouldn't help me get things done. And and she's like, well, now that we know that you're interested, we'll have you do it, you know, in the future. And I was like, well, you haven't let me do it in the past either. You've always shunned me from the kitchen. That's not where the man needs to be. And and so I always had to hang out with the guys and watch right. sports. And watch I'm just bored to tears. Yes, right. exactly. And everybody commenting on all the different things and turns to me like, so, Dan, what do you think about so-and-so, Daryl Strawberry? And I'll be like, uh, it's too bad he's not on there anymore, um, you know. Right. and what so. musical was he in? Yeah, what musical? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was so, he in Chicago for a little while? Right, exactly. So it just got to be. Yeah, right. So um so it just got to be so it was kind of an eye opener for the entire family of just oh, there are other people and and what roles everybody had and I, I just found it very interesting how mm-hmm. my family seems to be uh um, 
it just seems a very fan. I don't, and that's the thing is I'm not sure what the agenda was that morning. You know, what the agenda was, if my sister is just territorial or she feels that she needs to provide for her family. So therefore, you know, she needs to do it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to feel handicapped or, or, um, less than that she needs to be in control. Um, or if there was a gender thing, uh, we can't let the guys, you know, right. This outdo is our us. role. Yeah. Well, I have you to know. tell you, I have a Thanksgiving oh. thing that happened that I'm quite proud of. Oh, what happened? And it, it is, it, I felt very butch when this wow. happened. Wow. say, two straight men, two. Wow. Ask me to carve the turkey on Thanksgiving. Really? Yes. Nothing wrong with either of them. They were totally capable of doing it, but just said, you know how to do it? Why don't you do it? Well, but it was at your house, though. It was not. It wasn't. One of them, it was their house. Well, wow. Yeah. How interesting. I was pretty impressed. Absolutely. I was like, Really? Hell yeah. Yeah. Right. So speaking of weird gender role stuff, yeah. you know, I I don't know how that, this is also the group of people that um, I went to a barbecue at one of their houses and they were all saying they couldn't barbecue because none of the men were there. <laughs> like they couldn't do the grill because there wasn't a, you know, you know, Mike's not here. Derek's not here. We can't start the grill. And I'm like. Do you have to have a penis to make it work? Because <laughs> I don't really understand why. Well, there's a we safety to... mechanism. You have to push it. Right, you have to push it. In. <laughs> I was like, I don't really understand why we're waiting. We're starving. Yes, yes. And they're out playing golf. Who knows how long oh, they're going to be hello. or whatever they're yes, doing. Yes, exactly. Know? I was like, I can grill a burger. Right. Come on now. Yeah, it's not much different than the the stove, people. It's not really. It's yeah. So, wow. but when that, I was like, interesting that this is the same crowd Yeah. that that happened in. Um, oh. But I thought that was pretty cool. I've been wanting to tell you about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Oh, that. definitely. I would love to learn how to, how to carve a turkey. Oh, I it's mean, pretty easy. It's you know pretty similar to slicing a loaf of bread. Right. But, but you then how do you get to the crevices? The oh. You want to make, come in with a horizontal slice at the bottom. Oh, okay. Of the breast. Okay. Right? Right. And then you start on the outer edge of the breast and work your way in like a loaf of bread. Oh. And then you, you typically would get a smaller knife and cut into the okay. areas of the breastbone and the gotcha. ribcage. You do the same thing on the other side. And if the turkey is cooked properly, the leg and the wing will just fall off. Okay. There's not so a you lot just of twist really easy right, and you it just, just comes chip, out. Twist and it'll either the bone, the whole bone thing will come off, or the bone will come out of the meat, and then you just need to cut a little bit to get the bone out of it. Oh, I've never seen that happen. If the bone is, if the chicken is, or the chicken, the turkey is tender enough, that will happen. But wow, it's hard to get a turkey that tender. Right, right. They tend to not. They're so large. Right. Yes. You know? Wow. Um, but I did. Congratulations. I totally did. Thanks. Wow, twice even. Yeah. So that's a, that's great. Yeah. Man, oh man. Well, well, and this is also I've had gender issues with a couple of, with uh, in this cr- not really face to face gender stuff, but you know weirdness around gender. And how have they reacted to your um, uh, facial hair? They've not even said a thing. Wow. I don't even know if they noticed. I don't think they look that closely at right. anyone. Right. Really. But yeah, no, they haven't noticed. Wow. Or if they have, they haven't said anything. Right, right. But 
Well, it takes a, few, a little bit before things. I mean, like for me, it takes me a couple, at least two or three weeks before it's it's a it's it's a noticeable that it's it's more than stubble. Right. And and so because because I'm looking like yeah, I can start seeing it now. Well, yeah. I did trim it. Ah, oh yeah, it is. It's weird to say that I've done that, but I did because it felt a little un okay. unkempt and and sort of strange. Got it. Um, because it felt as though it was coming down to the sides of my mouth. And, oh yeah, and it just wasn't. That's gross. Yeah, it was gross, and I was constantly feeling it. Yeah. and I, you know, I don't mind it being there, but I want it to be neat. Yes, my hair is neat. Yeah, you know, my head on my my hair on my head, so I've trimmed it. Even with the bottom of my upper lip, and that feels really comfortable. And I actually, okay. it's not even bothering me anymore. Good. What was bothering me, I think, about it was the the feel of it on my lip uh, because it was so unruly. And that's a lot of a lot of guys go through that. Yeah. So know. now that I've resolved that issue, yep, it's not even bothering Once me. Once it gets to a certain like when I've shaved my beard, beard and mustache off. That's when, I mean, and it starts to grow back. I do have a period of time where I've just got to just let it go because it does itch. And that's why I just, I do a lot of conditioning because my, my beard is very thick. Um, I, or the hair of my beard and mustache is very thick. So, um, and so that's where I have to do a lot of conditioning to keep it mm-hmm. um, from prickling me. And right, this. right. So, and then, but yeah. yeah. This is very irritating. Yeah. So now that I've taken care of that issue, not so irritating anymore. Yep. Yep. And it's not really bothering me. Good. Well, so, all right. I, I don't think. I mean, I'm not. I don't look at myself and say, hmm, maybe not. Right. I don't do that. So definitely. I'm, I think that I'm looking at it going. Yeah. Okay. It's all right. Good. Right. Okay. Well, I think what I'm going to do is a little transition music here. Something a little bit somber, not very upbeat. Um, getting ready for our next, because there was something uh, um, that happened the, over the weekend that I want to kind of talk about, and it kind of leads into our, um, our I guess it's going to be here right, today. Our topic of the day. That's right. And also with uh, December 1st being World AIDS Day um, on Friday. So, um, um, so we'll see you on the other side. Howdy. So one of the things I wanted to kind of share, um, there was a um, there was a gentleman that was part of our community, the very active in our community. Um, his name was Derek um, Anderson, and he's been. I mean, I've known Derek for about 15 years, and he's been very active uh, with the Family Independence Agency. I believe that's where he worked um, before um, he decided to move on to bigger and better things. And um, so he's worked in our community, in Washington County, for quite some time, um, and was a a very strong advocate for um, folks that were living with HIV, uh, people that, especially people of color um, that were dealing with HIV. He was a really strong advocate for that. He also did some work here um, at the University of Michigan uh, with the uh, getting transgender rights um, and working with the Board of Regents in writing some of the, um, I guess the briefs, I guess he wasn't really a lawyer, but um, um, 
some of the proposals that were put forth uh, regarding transgender rights and here at University of Michigan. Um, and unfortunately, he has uh, he had passed away on Saturday, I believe it was Saturday morning, um, and he had, and I don't know the, the specifics of whether he was with his family or if he had returned home and they, and they found him or something, um, but he had passed away from, I believe it's called an aortic um, aneurysm, mm-hmm. um, where it was basically the main blood vessel from the heart um, had a aneurysm, uh, which is basically a balloon uh, that the... the Kind of like well, I guess the best way to describe it is kind of like um, kind of like when you blow gum um, from your mouth. It's kind of like a little balloon that came off of his aortic um, or his aortic artery, and um, and it popped like uh, basically you would think about like a tire. And um, he died uh, due to that on Saturday, and I believe it was announced on in the Saturday and or excuse me the Sunday Ann Arbor News. Um, some folks who were looking for it for me did not were not able to find it, um, but uh, the University of Michigan Social Work Department has has been emailing a bunch of folks about it, and he. Um, and I just, I just really wanted to take a little time from the show and just kind of talk about. He was the, um, when I met Derek, he had decided that he, um, he had some, um, some life issues that he had to deal with, and decided that he was going to. Um, uh, basically leave his job, I think it's at the Family Independence Agency, at that time it was DSS, Department of Social Services, and move on to, to getting his degree. Which now it's DHS. It's DHS now, Department of Health uh, Human, Human Services. Services. And um, he has, um, and he decided to get his bachelor's degree at Eastern Michigan University and graduated in 2000. And then 2002, he graduated from the University of Michigan Social Work Department and has been practicing social work and has been a really strong advocate. I think he was on the HIV and AIDS task force at the state of Michigan. He was appointed to the task force um, that the state of Michigan had with Jennifer Granholm and advised folks on um, services that were need that are needed or services that are um uh were just that that were appropriate for for folks living with HIV and specifically he was really a strong advocate um for for Detroit he really felt that um there was the, that there was the Detroit had some very unique um, services that the things they're lacking of services that was being met everywhere else in the state or out state, but not necessarily in Detroit. So he's a really strong advocate uh, for even Detroit and, and making sure money was funneled to them. Um, and the other thing was that he didn't really just focus on HIV and AIDS. And this is one of the things that he also, um, though he was a gay man, he also focused on uh, transgender issues and fighting for the rights of transgender folks here um, at the University of Michigan, uh, wrote some briefs, or I guess that's the appropriate way to call it, um, and submitted and had them submitted to, or participated in those briefs, um, and had the, and those were submitted to the Board of Regents here. And, um, and really strongly advocating, just, he was a really strong advocate, and I really admired... I, there was a lot of things that I that I learned from him, and one of the things that 
and I and I don't know if it's even appropriate to even say over the air, but one of the things that Derek and I um, had a lot of discussion about was about race. And he was like the first person that I actually really ever had that discussion with. And it was usually very heated discussions, really heated discussions about, you know, me checking my white privilege and me going turn around and saying, you know, you need to check yourself. And and we really had a lot of he he really provided a lot of insight. And I will admit. There were times I was furious with him and wouldn't talk to him for like several months because I was just like, I just can't deal with you anymore. You know, you need to, you know, really check, you know, who you think you are and things and really got really angry with him and just sometimes really regretted when I knew the conversation was heading that way. And I was just like, oh, here we go again. And today when the funeral announcement came out, all I've been wanting is to have that argument again. Absolutely. And wanting to have, because he was just one of those folks that I learned a lot from. I mean, just his story and what he's wanted to do with his life, um, how he um, really he really honored who he was. And, and, and it, there was no compromising. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I guess I really... And his laugh. I mean, I just remember the things of just his big smile when he was feeling really goofy and things and wanted to just a, just a play, you know, and, and, right. and having that big smile of his. And um, uh, as a friend of mine, um, well, I shouldn't tell my friend's stories. But anyway, it was one of those things <laughs> where he was just always, he was always there. Um, and, and at the same time, he confronted you. He let you do your own work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I guess I, I hope. I, I guess I, that's the dream I have for this show. Was just that I hope that we confront our listeners a lot um, in the spirit in the spirit of Derek Anderson, and where you know that hopefully there, we give people some food for thought, mm-hmm. and and that um, you may not like what we have to say, but hopefully later down the line you kind of understand where we're coming from. Absolutely. And and I just I guess that's the part of the show I just wanted to kind of. You know, we've really lost a strong advocate for not only our county, but for the state of Michigan. And and I really, he was only 44 years old. He had a lot more work that he was ready to do and was planning to do. And it just now, you know, someone else is going to have to pick up the torch. And I just really, I, I just wanted to take time from the show because it's a part of my life and to be mm-hmm. able to say it's important to me to be able to say you know thank you Derek for the work that you did for us and you know his as someone was telling me the the ripple effect that he's done in our community is going to be felt for a real long time absolutely so, it sounds like he had an amazing legacy absolutely that he's he's absolutely and definitely that's, and that's just a little bit right. of what I you know I, I I did by memory, <laughs> so um, but yes if you go probably there's a what I'm being told is that the University of Michigan Social Work Department um, has a lot of information of just what he's done to benefit our community, and I really would like to encourage folks if you're a social worker or even interested in social work to kind of take a look at what Derek did. Um, he's a he's definitely a. Um, he was definitely not a man of few words. That's one of the reasons why we got along. But it was one of those things <laughs> that he, uh, um, if I ever became a social worker, I, social worker, I wish I'd advocate as strong as he did. So, so before, uh, because we have a really fun segment that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, so I just want to kind of do some transition music, and uh, and then we can go from there. Sure. And if we could go a Thank you. 
I'm Bryn. And I'm Lorraine. And we're from Camp Trans, and you're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's a radio, radio for all kinds of people. I just um, so this is one of my favorite segments that we do actually um, is that I've known Beth for we're years. Talking about sex, you like to talk about. Sex I dance? love talking about sex. sex. That's right. <laughs> and um, and um, so we have Beth from the Safer Sex Store at the at South Univer- on South University. Um, I definitely encourage people. It's also you'll probably see a big uh, circle that says S three on it. Um, and um, definitely want to encourage folks to uh, stop by the store. And there's also the Safer Sex store as at S three safer sex store dot com. S three safe sex store dot com. There we go. S three safe sex store dot com. Um, that definitely um, would encourage people to um, go to as well. So I, one of the things I was doing is that um, uh, as I've been talking to folks about World AIDS Day coming up on December 1st, um, there's been a very interesting conversation amongst my friends that has kind of come up where. Um, well, especially between gay men, that we don't really necessarily worry about being pregnant. So Not the, so much, huh? No, no. I mean, we try to make the little babies, but we just, just don't seem to work. I mean, we keep practicing. Biologically, yeah. it doesn't work. Darn it. Um, so, um, and so condom use um, is always is always a, a conversation, I guess, in my life. And when it comes to oral sex, um, the, the next big fear, I guess, for gay men is around HIV. And um, and and some of us and there is uh, some evidence both ways. Uh, from my understanding, and Beth definitely correct me if I'm wrong, is that there is research out there that states that um, that you can be able to be able to get HIV um, through just oral sex. Um, and we know that in theory it's definitely possible, yep. um, but there isn't any very much. Um, uh, a concrete evidence where people have just engaged in oral sex, that they've definitely engaged in other um, higher risk um, behaviors, um, and we're seeing more of that. So it's kind of a, not a necessarily a black and white situation. It's more of a gray area of whether you use a condom or not during oral sex. And amongst my friends, we have kind of chosen that, um, no, we wouldn't use uh, condoms during oral sex. Well, last weekend, one of our friends reported that he had gotten, I think it was gonorrhea or chlamydia, of the very throat. Very similar. They're very similar. Right. Of the throat. And That it, sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. it was, we've known he's had this cough, but we didn't really quite understand what the cough was about. And then we were just like, gosh, he got this bad cold. He's had it for three weeks. You know, and then, of course, the fear we had is like, oh, my gosh, if you have a cold longer than normal, maybe you have a lower immune system. Oh, my gosh, you may have HIV. And then we were – and so we went and got tested, and they went – a cough? Well, you came back negative for HIV. Let's kind of look into something else. They took a swab. Sure enough, came back for gonorrhea or chlamydia. I'm not sure which one. And um, he had uh, had that of the throat. So 
it kind of freaked us out. Like, sure. oh, and and Beth had also, as we were talking, as I told you, telling her the story, um, preparing for the show. There are other things you can also be at risk for by not using condoms with oral sex. And so I kind of wanted to um, kind of talk about that, that it was kind of like it was really an eye-opener. And so some of us are thinking maybe we really do need to introduce condoms again and if we really want to uh, uh, stay disease-free, if you will. Um, but... At the same time, that, that barrier kind of is getting in our way. So, Well, um, that's what we're going to talk about, too, different alternatives to condoms. Perfect. Because sometimes the condom might not taste great. Right. You know, the latex, obviously. Not very fun. Exactly. So we are going to talk about other alternatives and other alternatives that you have laying around your house, which makes it very accessible and very easy mm-hmm. to, you know, create a barrier and make sure that you're being protected. Perfect. A lot of people don't think of STDs and STIs, sexually transmitted diseases and infections, and HIV being passed through oral contact. But it is something that people need to be aware of because it is a risk. It is a risky behavior. Um, very basic, if you're uh, talking about herpes, the herpes virus, mm-hmm. um, that can be passed from genital to oral and oral to genital mm. very easily. Mm-hmm. If um, The uh, outbreak is actually shedding, and that is the point of infection, um, uh. and that is when you are actually uh, able to transmit the virus. Just gotcha. because you have a sore on the outside of your mouth does not mean that you are shedding that virus. Okay. So herpes is, is a you know, a little tricky, um, and you do have to be very careful about that. Now, the other um, issue when you have herpes is that you have a portal to entry, okay? The sore, the canker on the mouth creates that portal, and so you leave yourself open to other infectious diseases, especially HIV. Gotcha. Because HIV is a blood, you know, blood-to-blood semen to blood, vaginal fluid to blood, but if there is an open portal, and that's what we call it, it's a portal, a crack in the skin, that leaves you susceptible. So talking about World World AIDS Day this Friday, December 1st, and getting people aware, I do find that a lot of people um, today do not seem to be nervous about HIV infection. And where, you know, five to ten years ago, people talked more openly about it. They were more mm-hmm. um, nervous about contracting the, the virus. Today, it doesn't seem to be as, um, as much of a concern when it comes to sexual behaviors. The other thing that is really interesting is the lack of knowledge that a lot of people have about transmission. Sure. So I'm going to, specifically because we are talking about oral sex and uh, habits of, specifically when anyone who's going to engage in, you know, some type of oral activity, kissing, you know, just as simple as kissing, we all want our, our breath to smell fresh, right? Sure. So what's something that we do? Chew gum. Chew gum. Sucking on mints. Now, sucking on mints seems to be a very, you know, harmless activity, right? If the mint is hard, it's a hard candy like a starlet mint, that can scratch the skin, correct? Mm-hmm. Scratching of uh, the skin yeah. can create a crack, portal to entry. Brushing your teeth is something that we all do. Yes. Let's hope. 
But something, Dan especially that. Dan, I need to talk to you about that. Um, but definitely Ooh. something that we want to do, especially before intimacy. Right. So we brush our teeth, make sure that we have fresh breath, make sure that we're ready for the intimacy. And the bristles from your toothbrush can scratch the uh, gums, oh. creating another portal to entry. So you're leaving yourself open for possibility of infection. Now, is this a lower risk than, let's say, having unprotected anal sex? Most definitely. But you do need to be aware that there is a risk involved. So um, transmission of the herpes virus can be can be spread, transmission of the HIV virus, and then people never think about a bacterial infection being right, spread. Right. So the fact that your friend, you have somebody that's personally connected to you that is going through this, this is also very common. Right. Um, it's a bacterial infection. Yes. You know, bacteria likes warm, moist areas. Our mouth is a warm, moist area. Mine is. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since you don't brush your teeth. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh. I like to probably food, yeah, <laughs> for those after-dinner things. The like other that. thing we need to be concerned about are our eyes. Believe it or not, we can transmit certain viruses to our eyes and the bacteria to our eyes as well, also leaving them susceptible. Mm-hmm. So we have to pay attention to that. We have to make sure that we're being clean. We have to have communication with our partners. If uh, you do decide to engage in oral sex without creating some type of a barrier, make sure that you have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it is difficult mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's but it's a lot easier to have that conversation than to contract some type of an infection and then have to go back and have that discussion and and, and deal with the infection and deal right. with it. you know you mentioned the eyes i have to say that the biggest the best scare tactic i ever saw used on middle schoolers was when i was in middle school and we had some health class thing um about using protection and because i was in middle school in the late 80s early 90s Maybe it was high school. I'm not sure. Um, so we had the, you know, the mandated Michigan training on STDs and everything for teenagers. And I, they showed a picture of someone who had herpes in their eyes. Yep. And I said, uh, not for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want that. Thank yep. you. Exactly. So, yeah. So I mean, that picture worked. It did work. I often <laughs> thought that those photographs do not work. But that's good. It works. It works for some people. It works for some people. That's well, right. what I want to do right now is I brought in. Um, just a few little fun things that can make the whole conversation process go a lot easier. Great. Um, one thing that we have, which is very simple, uh, are the flavored condoms. Yes. We get the question asked consistently, why do you need a flavored condom? Right. Okay. Right. So we're addressing oral sex. Um, oral sex, with, uh, mouth to penis, mouth to vagina, and also mouth to anus. So we need to incorporate. Oh. We need to make sure that we are defining what type of oral sex you mm-hmm. are engaging in. Uh, obviously, the form of oral sex that you engage in is going to determine the type of barrier method that you're going to use. It's uh, going to be best. So there isn't one cure-all that I can have that covers everything. No, but you can. Um, I'm not a fan of this, but we'll talk about it real quick. Uh, a condom, obviously, very safe to use for protection um, while performing oral sex with a penis. Very easy to, to cover. Now, you will have some people say things like, oh, but it doesn't feel as natural, and I want to feel that sensation. There's a few things that you can do to make it feel more natural. One thing, take a non-flavored lubricant, silicone, water-based, and Put it in the tip of the condom, then put the condom on. Condoms are not lubricated on the inside. Uh Yes, 
lubrication does get on the inside, but condoms are lubricated on the exterior side. Okay. Oh, so when you when you unroll it, that's when the, the where the lube is. Correct. Oh, yep. very clever. So put a little bit in the inside; it's going to feel more natural. Okay. Eh, it still doesn't feel right. I need something a little bit more slick. You know, this isn't working for me. Masturbation toys are wonderful. They come in a variety of different textures, a variety of different um, shapes and sizes. Some are four inch. If you're using a masturbation product for oral sex, I do recommend a small. So a little one, we have one, it's called the Bad Boy Bunny. It's four inches. It's very nondescript. And it's a sleeve that fits over the penis. It covers the shaft toward the testicles, okay, Mm -hmm. and then leaves the glands penis, the tip of the penis, exposed. So that can create a more natural feeling. Oh, so there's no top to it. Correct. Oh, it's just a sleeve. Okay, gotcha. It's just a sleeve. Okay. And this also helps with people who complain about gag reflex or somebody who may not be able to accept all of the member in Right. Their mouth, okay. Got it. So this is something that can be dual satisfaction oh, for both partners, which is kind of nice. Now you still want to make sure that you are covering the tip of the penis with a condom. Okay. Okay. So make sure that you are using a material that is latex compatible. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do not want to use something that is going to cause friction to the condom that may cause it to break. Got it. Right. Yeah. Now, also, for the person that is providing the oral sex, flavored lubricants are wonderful to help mask that latex taste. Uh Uh-huh. The other thing that you can do is try a polyurethane condom, and then that will reduce that latex taste as well. Polyurethane condoms are essentially plastic and do not have the odor or the taste of latex. Oh, wow. Okay. So they don't, because I didn't know if it was the latex that was the, that's the flavor that I'm not liking, or is it the lube? It might be a combination of the two mixing together. Okay. Okay. And that could cause, you know, a nasty sensation or nasty taste. Got it. You also hear people complain about the odor, you know, with ah, latex. Yes, so you're right. So you okay. do have options, which is really nice. Now, um, let's say you are performing oral sex sex on a female and you need to have some type of barrier method and you do not have a dental dam. And for those people who do not know what a dental dam is, um, actually, where's my, a dental dam is actually a dental dam that it's a latex sheet that is used in the dental industry that was accepted as a barrier to protect against the spread of you know, diseases, infections, HIV, but also to create that barrier so you're not sharing bodily fluids. Um, I so, hate them. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it was used to isolate the tooth it was used so to they could squeeze the it tooth. on there. And then... It, yeah, the last, when I had some dental work done recently, they were calling it by another name. Oh. Another medical they name. They did. They and changed it. And I didn't it. know what they were talking about. And they said, the, she said to me, the dentist said to me, so, you know, it's this little piece of latex we're going to put in your mouth. I was like, oh, it's a dental dam. Yeah. Like, you know I'm a lesbian, right? Yeah. Like, I know what that is. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, all right. And she was very nervous and cute. Oh. But anyway. Well, here's the reason why I hate them. Okay. Oh, I should have saw that <laughs> face. <Point blank. laughs> um, first of all, they're small. 
Okay. Yes. They also tend to be a little thicker. They do come flavored, but they're also hard to find, and they are approximately a dollar ninety nine a piece. So they're expensive. Wow. So yeah. here you're trying to be safe, and yet you know it's costing you money. Right. An average condom will cost you ninety nine cents, or you can pick them up for free, mm-hmm. especially at UHS. Now you can take a condom, and before you unroll the condom, you can snip the tip off and then cut it down the center, creating essentially a dental dam as well. So what you're doing is before you unroll the condom, you take it out of the package, you clip the tip off or the, like the reservoir the we used reservoir to call it. tip. And then before you unroll it, you cut, like the, there's a circle and you're just basically breaking so it looks like a C. You're breaking the circle to a C and, and then, then when you, you unroll it, you're essentially creating a dental dam. Got it. Now, by creating this using a condom instead of trying to locate a store that sells dental dams, spending that extra money on a dental dam, and then also the cumbersome, you know, messing around with it. Yeah, I get a little nervous when they pull out scissors in bed, you know, yeah, well, about I it. would definitely <laughs> recommend doing this prior. Yes, if you know, you definitely want to set stuff up because right. you definitely don't want to be scaring somebody. Pardon me. Well, oh, yeah, knife. and also it does take a little bit of time and, right. you know, so you want to have everything nicely laid out. But again, you utilize your flavored lubricant you can utilize a flavored condom when you, oh, you know, create this. Um, but again, this is an option, and again, one that I don't care for. Got it. Because it's very small. Exactly. It's so like almost the size of your palm. Exactly, and that's the other reason because at the point of climax, you tell me if this is going to stay in place. Uh, okay. So I am actually right. not an ag- advocate for this because I think that this is also creating a risky situation. Oh yeah. Because you still can have skin-to-skin contact. Absolutely. And you can still then, you know, and which side do you know? How do you hold it in place? Exactly. You know, you got stuff to do. Exactly. Now, some people will say, well, you know, use a garter, you know, and just clip with the garter belt, just clip it on, clip it on. Well, come on. It's just too ding dong small. So it's not going to work. And you tell me, you know, the average size of a female. Right. I don't know. Well, this does not work. No, 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 no. The other thing, though, that this is used for is uh, anal sex of the anus. Okay, uh, so this, both of these products go. can be used. That's a little more ways. believable. But that is a but little again, bit, but yeah, still but, challenging. But still yes. challenging because you got to get those cheeks spread right. at the Correct. same time, and get, get that in. in there. Yeah. It's just too much Absolutely. to have to be dealing with, especially right. when you're trying to please somebody. Dental dams also tend to be on the thick side, so your sensitivity is cut down. Right. Uh, My favorite. And this is safe and approved. It is not what I think it is. It is. Oh, my goodness. Plastic wrap. Dun, dun, dun. So I like to wrap my body in this, and then I create as much as I need, you know, to create the proper amount of coverage needed. Because how much? Okay, so a dental dam is $1.99, but a roll of saran wrap or plastic wrap is probably $1.69. I bought this at VC Village Corner for Uh $1.79. There you go. You already so, saved yourself twenty cents on a student and, budget. Well, exactly, and it's it's more than one time use. Absolutely. Yes. Well, no. well, yeah. Can, there's more in there. Yeah. More yeah. Than yeah. One time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Once you use it, you want to get thrown away. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but you're right. Yes. But you have many opportunities. Yes. You also don't have the latex taste. Yeah. Okay. You 
buy, oh, right. buy this and then you buy a bottle of four ninety nine, you know, yes. uh, flavored lubricant of yeah, your choice. Spe- yeah, spend your money and on something wonderful. that's yeah, yeah. worth it. Right. And the nice thing, too, about flavored lubricants, a lot of people ask us about that. We don't want to use them internally because the sugar can, you know, cause irritations and especially for females can cause yeast infections and urinary tract infections. However, they're wonderful for all over the body. So if, you know, intercourse... Okay, actual penetration is not something that you're engaging in, but you have decided that oral sex is fine intimacy and sharing of your other body parts. Utilize the flavored lubricants Mm -hmm. on your erogenous zones. You know, put them behind the ears and, you know, rub them into the nipples. Oh, there you go. And then you can lick it off. So it's fun to utilize in other measures instead of just for oral sex. And you can play connect the dots. Yes. They have to find the dots. That's yeah. a good idea. So yeah. a really good idea. So now, th- this is going contradictory. contradictory not, no, not contradictory. This is going like against a method I used to always use. Tell me. Oh, my goodness. Where? Because oh, with the plastic wrap, because mm-hmm. sometimes when you, you just have to come up for air. And then you go take that plastic wrap and you go back in and you forget which side... Perfect. You used. Perfect. And so you're like, and so one of the things I used to do was use um, a flavored lube on one side so that if I ever tasted, like I used to use lemon, there used to be lemon flavored lube. I don't know if they still have it. But, um, and. What an interesting choice of flavor. I know, with all the wonderful things out there. I know. Well, at that time, it was very lemon. Yeah. Tropical fruit, (laughs) passion berry, (laughs) lemon. That's right. That I could, if I tasted lemon, I knew that either there was a break or there was, and that means that their fluid can get through, or there could be... uh, or I'm using the wrong side. I would know immediately just by the taste that I've got open, I, and it reduces my risk. But you mean the, if you didn't taste lemon, did you use lemon on the? No, the, if I did if taste, did lemon. taste lemon. If I did oh, taste so lemon, you use, yeah. you use so the, the flavor, partner would be there, so their butt the up in the air, flavor on, on their on the on them. Then took the plastic wrap and put it on top of them. Okay. And then if I ever tasted lube in my whatever I was doing with my mouth play, um, if I tasted lube, I knew there was a break and I needed to get a new piece. Or if I came up for air and went back down and I tasted um, the lemon again, I knew I was using the wrong side and I would have to do something different. Now, one thing you can do, okay, so you don't have that problem of, uh uh-oh, you know, the flip-flopping of the plastic wrap. Right. Um, I like the fact that it sticks to itself. So what I always recommend, instead of just, you know, containing the small area that you are, uh, you know, pleasuring, I actually say, you know, rip off a little bit more, wrap it around the thigh area, okay, and then stick it to one another. See what oh, I'm saying? Oh, how clever. And then you don't have to worry. Plus, then you have both your hands free. Yes. And you are able That's to experience the whole body. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands free, way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. So now, wait well, a minute. So let me understand free. this. They just wouldn't be involved. So you take one end, you wrap it around their leg, Correct. and then you then you go up. Maybe you make a saran wrap diaper. Well, and it also depends, oh. male versus female. Right. Okay, because obviously you have a little bit more to deal with when you are using this with a male. Right. But now with a male, it's nice because you can slip a condom on. Right. Now, a polyurethane condom would be safe with a plastic wrap, right? Yes. It's made from the same polymers. Right. Okay. Now, put the condom on. Right. And then utilize the plastic wrap to protect the testicles and also the anus. Okay. Oh. So you just kind of go around around yep, yep. and then back down Got and then it. you have 
the area covered. Yep. Now with a female, it's really easy because you, you know, what I recommend is rip off one strip and go this way and rip off another strip and go this way. Okay. Okay. And of course you guys can't see me do this. So right. actually wrapping it around the, so the leg ar- area. So kind of like how, like a cassette player. So you go around and then come up and over yeah, and go around good, again. Good analogy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, yeah. Like, so, or like those nail brushes that kind of brush things. So. Yeah. So, but it's very, you know, it's very easy. And the only, always the thing that I say, because people will laugh and they talk, oh, you know, I don't want to use this. I don't want to get the saran wrap out. Well, you know, what is your option? Yeah. You know, your friend will just, you know, use him as our example tonight. Your friend now has to deal with the gonorrhea and or uh, chlamydia. Yep. And he has to take medicine for it. He has to abstain from any type of activities. Seven to ten days. Seven to ten days. And then he has to go back in for additional testing because just because you take the the antibiotic does not mean that you are free and clear. You actually have to go back in and get additional testing, wait the two weeks to get the test results back. You know, so it's not just a short period of time. You're talking about, you know, an inconvenience in your life, money, because you're paying the doctor bills, the medicine, and is it sexy? Right. No. It's not. So, you know, have fun with it. If this is something that you do need to utilize with your relationships, have fun with it. And also get educated. The other thing, too, is that there's some things that are, with uh, this being uh, World AIDS Week, um, there are things that are going on in the Diag to definitely um, go and take a look at this weekend, especially on Friday. um, uh, Go to the the U of M Diag. There are things going on probably in many dorms and probably as many... Trotter House is actually hosting um, a wonderful uh, event for African-American and Latino students from 7 until 9 tomorrow evening, and they have wonderful door prizes all surrounding sexual health behaviors. Definitely. And And some of those things. Go ahead. I was just going to say, in WCBN, along with the University of Michigan Museum of Art, is sponsoring a concert at the Carytown Concert House on Friday to commemorate A Day Without Art, which happens in conjunction with World AIDS Day. Um, And again, it's at Carytown Concert House, and it's totally free. Wow. So if you're interested in that, you can go to the WCBN website and click on the reserve free tickets Fantastic. button. Terrific. And it'll take you there. Um, thank you, Beth, so much. Thank no you. Problem. Definitely. I think we've uh, definitely check out some stuff going on this weekend. And Well, I was just going to say really, really quickly, next Wednesday is free emergency contraception day at Planned Parenthood. Oh, you wow. You can get free, free, free EC all day, December that's 6th. amazing. I'm going there. Parenthood, that is amazing. Is a, it is amazing. And that's a big savings, actually. And then... Expensive. You should also, yeah. you know, consider having some on, on hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. All right. Thanks. Same time next week. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAB, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace.